The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus told his disciples a parable. Can a blind man lead a blind man? Will they not both fall into a pit? A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone, when he is fully taught, will be like his teacher. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, brother, Let me take out the speck that is in your eye, when you yourself do not see the log that is in your own eye. You hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck, to take out the speck that is in your brother's eye. For no good tree bears bad fruit, nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit. For each tree is known by its own fruit. For figs are not gathered from thorns, nor are grapes picked from a bramble bush. The good man out of the good treasure of his heart produces good, and the evil man out of his evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks. The Gospel of the Lord. There are several important uh, points that the Lord is making in uh, today's gospel, and again, very beautifully tied in, as always, with the uh, preceding readings from the book of Sirach and then from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. And so, if we look at the book of Sirach, we can see that we are building up towards the main theme of the gospel today, and it is to do there with the fact that uh, we should never judge anyone. Well, again, the Lord has already spoken about not judging anyone. But there is a certain disclosing of a person's interior in the way that they speak and in what they say. And so that what people say, what we say, reveals in a certain sense ourselves. And so this is why uh, sins of speech um, have such an impact, not only on the persons maybe that we are detracting or that we are slandering, but also because it reveals something deformed in our own soul. And so when also there is maybe sins of speech regarding an intemperate amount of speech, so like when someone maybe overshares um, things of themselves, sometimes that can be a lack of modesty or temperance in their speech. But then on the opposite extreme, you can have someone who never says anything, right? And so that's also a lack of temperance. So there is a virtue to be found in how we are to speak and what we are to say not just in the amount, but also in the content, also in the content of what we say, because it is a revelation of the treasure, as it says in the gospel, of our heart. What is it that we treasure in our heart? And what we treasure in our heart is, as we see from the gospel today, revealed in our speech. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so our speech is, in a certain sense, a revelation of our heart. And so that is what we're coming to 
in the gospel today, in this context of it, is the Lord is still, this is within the context of the uh, Sermon on the Mount. The Lord is preaching to his disciples, and he is preaching abundantly in this sermon. And so what do we know from what we have seen from the gospel? The Lord is revealing his heart. He is speaking to his disciples, and he is revealing to them himself. He is speaking from the abundance of his love, the abundance of his heart, and he is revealing to them truths by which they can then take into their own hearts and that they can then proclaim. And this is what we are all called to. And so the Lord begins in the gospel today. He says, can a blind man lead a blind man? Can someone who is not able to perceive lead someone in any direction? Of course not. And so we need someone who can see, who is enabled to lead someone who cannot see. And so also for us is that we cannot lead anyone if we ourselves are not in the light, if we do not perceive. How do we receive this light? It is through the gospel and through Christ. Christ is the light. And so what this means, as a lot of the church fathers say, is that those who are blind are those who have not received the gospel and not just received it as an intellectual exercise, not just something into the head, but something into the heart, not just something known, but something loved. And so this is what we are called to today. In order not to be blind, we are called to receive that light which streams from Christ through his preaching, through his miracles, through his deeds, through his life. We are called to imbibe and to drink in the Gospels so that we are illumined by them, so that we can not only lead and know where to go ourselves, but can also assist others in coming to know Christ more deeply. There is something painful, though, about standing in the light, because the light brings with it self-knowledge. And this is what the Lord goes on to next in what he is preaching to his disciples. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your eye? He's asking this question because it is a profound truth, and we often fall into it ourselves, right? We are often very aware of the faults of others, but very ignorant of our own faults. And so we need other people. We need people so that we can also, our faults can come to the forefront and we can come to know them. But also is that we need self-knowledge. The majority of the spiritual doctors of the church, they all make the same point using different words and different phrasing. But they all say that self-knowledge is the sure companion and should be the sure companion of the spiritual life from beginning to the end. As soon as we lose self-knowledge, we begin to go astray because we either think ourselves too great or too little. We either think that we are capable of too great things or too little things. And so the second reading today from St. Paul, what he is saying is that even though there is and there might be a self-knowledge that we have of ourselves, things that we know um, of our own weakness, what he encourages there at the end is important, which is that self-knowledge should always be uh, linked with courage to continue. And so he says, Therefore, my brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Part of the gift of self-knowledge is that as we come to know our weakness, we come to know our need of Christ. When we see the more that we cannot, the more we come to know that we need the one who can. And so what self-knowledge should bring us is a knowledge of our weakness, 
but also a great confidence in the fact that the Lord is able to do what we cannot. That in the Lord, as St. Paul says, our labor is not in vain. And so how do we receive this self-knowledge? How do we begin to perceive the speck that is in our, uh, the log that is in our own eye before we perceive the speck that is in our brother's eye? Often what happens is that we can be tempted to judge ourselves either morally or in terms of holiness with regards to when we look around at the culture and at the world. That's the wrong measure of judgment. The right measure of judgment is Christ himself. And so in order to perceive what is wrong with us, we need to look at the one who is perfect. We look at the perfection of Christ and we begin to see where we lack. That's how we begin to perceive the log that is in our own eye so that we can remove it first by the grace of Christ. And then we can somewhat assist others to remove the smaller flecks that are in their eyes. And so we should pray for that gift of self-knowledge, but also pray as many of the saints, I know St. Catherine of Siena, St. Faustina, they had also similar prayers, which is like, Lord, tell me who I am, but also give me the courage not to despair. (laughs) And I think that that's a very wise prayer. It's to stand in the light of Christ and to see ourselves miserable, to see ourselves as we truly are, right? But then also pray for an accompanying grace with that self-knowledge. Don't let me despair of your mercy, so that I can, like St. Paul says, with confidence, rush towards you, rush towards the remedy for my misery. That's what we are called to. And then, once we have filled ourselves with that light, that light that is Christ, that light that illumines both ourselves and allows us to come to know him, then we can bear good fruit. Because now what fills our heart, what is the abundance of our heart, is Jesus. And when that happens, then the fruit that we bear will be Christ himself as well. What he finishes off by saying is that every tree is known by its fruit. And that's true. We call an apple tree an apple tree because it has apples, right? And when we see a certain fruit, we know the tree to be that type of tree. And so also in the way that we speak, that should manifest that we are Christians. That should manifest that we know and that we love Christ. That should be the way in which people know what is the treasure of our heart. But we must fill our heart with that abundance. We must take in the gospels We must receive Christ in Holy Communion. We must participate in his sacraments so that we are filled with Christ. And then when we step out and when we speak, Christ will be known, but we also will be known. Amen.